Every mm. show. Why do you guys have to start the show by trying to make me angry? Is that starting the show? That's well. I, I think we're well. It gets us going. It does. It begins the. It doesn't get you. <laughs> no, it gets me going. I mean, internally, I'm <laughs> yeah. going. You were winking at the screen. The I picture of your earlier. Well, of my chin just hit the microphone. <laughs> we're off to a blazing beginning. <laughs> Who am I? I'm Jay. Hey, how you doing? I know the <laughs> Jay Leno doing. Let's start over. Yeah, no, let's let's just keep it all. It's a really good start. <laughs> all right. Got a Leno voice forced in. Look at our chins. Our magic chins can make appearances. I'll do Cal. Hey, you do what, hold on. Hold on a second. There's something going on. What's wrong, Jose? The Caliendo Cast with Frank Caliendo, John Holmes. You know what? That's good enough. We got it. We're good. So you were ghosting. <laughs> There you go. See, so got this. No, no, we're keeping it all in. It's all brilliant. <laughs> no, it's terrible. Now, well, here, no, here's oh, the thing. I, I, so there are a couple of issues, and I really should have fixed my hair for the promo. Apparently. There, you, you got it. You got it yeah. fixed. <laughs> it doesn't move. What do you mean fixed? What do you hair? mean it doesn't move? It's it moving. It's like budge. I'm getting Bob's big boy. When I went to it, when I had hair, I went to Las Vegas, and the uh, I went in, and I, I my mom used to cut my hair when I was a kid. She was a stylist. And I went up to the Top floor of Caesar's Palace, and I said, I'm going to let somebody good cut my hair and do this right. I've never paid for a haircut, sat down, and I'm like, do whatever you're supposed to do with this nightmare. And the guy gave me a Caesar haircut at Caesar's, and no, I walked out of there looking no. exactly like you do right now. <laughs> now you got, come on. <laughs> I started shaving my head. What just happened to my head? <laughs> what my head is that? Time. That That's worse. Ah! Starting now. Right. Start it over. Let's do it again. No, we're going. So I've been getting a lot of feedback on the show for qu- quite a few different things. One is that some people in my core audience, <laughs> my uh, prime demo from years past, are saying- 65 plus. How did the show- <laughs> You're being generous. <laughs> How did the- Why is the show getting raunchier oh. and- um, and you're pointing to Scott Long. <laughs> yeah. There's some yeah. truth to that. Well, Scott, you constantly do this thing where I'm like, I don't want to bring the show down. Well, let me do it as Tony Romo. I yeah. don't want to bring the show down. But I don't know who that was. It wasn't Tony <laughs> Romo. It was time to, it was Tony Grover. Um, <laughs> I don't want to bring the show down. Tony, do you believe he was near or far from the tech? <laughs> near? <laughs> so this is my response to that. We are not trying to do a dirty show. It's no. not a uh, an attempt. It's just authenticity. I want everybody to come from where they're really coming from. Um, this is a group. This is a team. So that's what we're doing. Fuck it's, yeah, man. Fuck yeah. Well said. No, that's probably <laughs> a little forced. I'm sorry. I thought but we earlier in the show, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I liked it. I of didn't course see that you did. Yeah. Of course you did. Well, you surrounded yourself. With the dark humanity of Scott and John, and uh, we're actually on our best behavior. That is very true. Yeah, so. Yes. They could see it that way, or that it's going down raunchy road. I think it's meeting in the middle. I do, too. Yeah. That, that's where, that's yeah. where it is. And it's going to have moments w- that will make some of the original audience cringe. Some people sure. will leave. But more people are listening to it, the more people yeah. are uh, coming from their uh, real sense of uh, comedy. Yeah. So that's where we're going with. I and what you people... said to me the other day to the people that leave, 
That's what we said. No, I didn't. Uh, no, I that never. Said I did not that. say. You, I have. I did not say to do that. So I don't look I, bad. I I sent you an image of <laughs> of you. you. It was a picture of you saying, "Do this next time we do talk this." About the people that were leaving. I'm like, you want me to do that? It seems uh, out of character, but I will for no, you. No, that seems very <laughs> character. No, it is for you. Like I, yeah. I feel like for you, I'd like to do that. that <laughs> I, I was not even liked. Like you'd have a painting done of it, <laughs> oh, a yeah. portrait of in your bird flip in a heartbeat. So that's. I just wanted to get that out of the way. That's that's where we're coming from on this. Um, Are you getting a lot of people uh, saying Frank? A lot of people, Maybe. a tremendous amount of. <laughs> not just here and there, but there are other people that go Frank. Finally, Frank. Yeah, you don't yeah. have to worry about the FCC. This isn't radio. This isn't yeah. television. This is podcast right. world. You're you're safe, Frank. I agree like, with you, though. I do a radio show where I'm, you know, I'm not allowed to go down those roads. I go down as close as you can without going over the line, but I don't want to do anything that's like you're like. I remember Stern when he went to Satellite said, I don't want this to turn into the big FU show. Right. It's not just because we can doesn't mean we're going to constantly. Now they do, now, but in the beginning, he's like, no, we did a quality show without it for years. The, the first time I ever heard that got in a car and somebody had Stern on Sirius. It it was it was weird to me just hearing f bombs thrown. Yeah. It's probably normal for through people car now. speakers though. Yeah, it was strange. Just, and my kids, yeah, they <laughs> they love five year old Joey was like <laughs> f yeah. <laughs> Finally, See, I have trouble even. I don't even want to say that stuff. I don't think I've ever used the f word on this show. You haven't? How many times no, have you thought it? Try it constantly, but it's like when I do a corporate show, I never curse. And what I've discovered is, is as long as you're not cursing, yeah. John, oh, yeah, people don't realize that uh, it's like a little edgier. Yeah, there's you know, more I'm thought doing shows that goes for into small it. towns. Yeah. You know, I do like small town corporate events where they're like a corporation, and you know, I went to a meat packing plant mm. last which night. in mm. itself mm. is innuendo. You didn't use the yes. F word there, <laughs> not at all. They were because they, they, that's where they, they work. work constantly effing. But they bring three wives who don't know what goes on at work. <laughs> and like a meatpacking plant in a smaller town in Minnesota or Iowa is like 20 years ago Yeah, in America, where the husband's working a really tough job. It's yeah. very physical. It's a lot different. One of those jobs that's left. And the wife doesn't know what's going on. And when he comes home... He's a different guy with her. Oh, yeah. She's probably a very strict Lutheran or something like that. So I come in, I do jokes, I talk about, you know, stuff that can be a little edgy, but it's through the gauze of being married. Yeah, the filter. And then on t- there's yeah, and then on top of it, I don't curse. So if you don't curse, people don't think it's dirty. Like Frank used to say, uh, you know, a couple curse words when he started, right? Yeah, when you were when you were that's doing weird because people see some of my comedies, my original Comedy Central special, and like, yeah. I didn't know you swore because I swore and said right. stuff with Bush that they bleeped. Out. I remember when you did the Bush stuff, but yeah. it was like I can't see. Yeah, I remember that. Sh- yeah, stick sticks. But yeah, yeah I, I, it was. But it was also like so rare that it was almost an extra punch. I think it's all <clears> based. Like I always said this: like no matter what you say, do or uh, it's where you come from. If there's malice behind what you say, cussing sounds worse. Dirty talk sounds worse. If it's malicious, it seems like you're trying. If it's authentic and it comes from a place of like that guy just cusses, who's going to get too upset about it? If you're trying to cuss to make somebody go, look at me, 
then it comes off as terrible. And you're not going to do that. None of right. us are. Well, and we had one of the guys from the contest, um, from the Happy Endings contest. Yeah. He threw up an F word oh. at the end of his final set. Yeah. And I, he walked off stage and I go, what are you doing? Yeah. I, that's not the needed. one thing you yeah. can't do one here. One thing I asked you not to do. Yeah. And, and it, it went up there and I was like, I, I just... Good guy, nice guy, funny guy, but I'm like, I can't trust you yeah. now. I just, th- that's it for me, and right. I'll help you in other, you know, ways, but I can't put you on a show, right? Because this is, you, you might have thought something wasn't going as well as you wanted. You might have thought it was the last show, but when he came off, he didn't even say sorry or anything. Right. Even when I brought that up, he goes, "Oh man, I didn't realize." Yeah, like how do you not? We're all talking about that the entire time because I believe when you get into the live performance it's even different than this you listen to this podcast you're subscribing yeah. you you listen you're coming back we gave a warning right here um but in a live show you've paid the money and you're in yeah and you can't leave and i just feel like that is that it would be rude not to do that right. you know what i mean so that's, well, that, that's here, that little speech here's the weird place that we are in regards to especially live comedy and that is the left is the one who are the PC police when it comes to material. The right is the PC police in regards to profanity. Yeah. But almost every one of them supports the president who drops <laughs> F-bombs at his press, at his own, like his own little campaign stops. And, you know, of course talked about grabbing them in certain areas yeah. and, his whole life, he's been very loose with his language. What do you, wait a second, Scott? What that. are you saying? I grabbed it by the pudding. By the, I think he said the loose one, <laughs> the, the loose pudding, sir. The loose pudding. I heard it. Too. That's the best kind. But can we just get rid of him? Just, just launch him tomorrow. He's gone. Lucy in the sky with pudding. <laughs> what you uh, made no, up? I'm that leaving. Net. This is you disgusting. made that up. You promised it wouldn't go. There. No, it wasn't. I'm doing dessert humor. We need to get Lucy to a doctor. You know the one comedian pudding. Who, uh, pudding humor didn't turn out well for him. <laughs> what? Yeah, the last guy that went with pudding and clean humor. Yeah, where he is. Well. Oh, yeah, he's, that's yeah. the name. That's yeah. the that came into my head as well. Yeah. If your eye starts glassing over a little bit, we know mm. that's the third sign before you're in jail, buddy. Oh man. <laughs> what if? All right, now I got. Uh-oh. Now I got Donald Trump. I've just thought about him doing Fat Albert and the Trumpy Kids. <laughs> nah, 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 gonna have a good time. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I don't want to go to Ukraine. I don't want to go, Donald. <laughs> it's dumb Donald. Yeah. It was a character on Fat Yeah, right? <laughs> I'm pulling my hat down. <laughs> yeah. He was pulling my, hat, my pink hat all the way over my face. Donald, you like class on oh, What is it? You like school on Saturday. No class. Screwed it up. <laughs> yeah. Damn you're it. Like, you're like a teacher on summer vacation. <laughs> How's that? <laughs> President Trump, no class. <laughs> President Trump. What's oh, what's her name? Uh, the uh, head of education, um, DeVos. Yeah, Betsy DeVos. Something like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> you like Betsy DeVos on <laughs> the job? No class. I don't know. That sounds too political. Like I care. But, yeah. Um, yeah. No filth. Segway. No politics. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Just Listen, I'm all about making fun of the people in politics. I sure. just want people to go, "Hey, you're." Uh, 
you're a bad person for that. I mean, I just, you're not. Don't worry about everything. You got, you know what? You got your friends. Can, can, can I ask a question? Matters. Who who uh, puts up our uh, podcast, like up on all the uh, different services for podcasts? Toledo. I mean, like it says, okay, so it says episode 27, Scott Spry, 56th birthday. I'm 54. I corrected okay. it. Refresh. Hit refresh. Yeah, really? refresh. Uh, okay, it was like it was just <laughs> you like had bad it up enough. there all week. <laughs> well, it was still there. I mean, to, in Scott's defense, at first it I, did I, say. Yeah, 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 yeah. I sent him a happy fifty-six card. Now I feel like an idiot. I didn't refresh either. <laughs> no, it was already bad enough. It means nothing. But it was like, oh yeah. my god. I mean, I actually looked at it terrible. and I said, "You're only fifty-six." Yeah. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> yeah, you think about getting a Snapchat filter for your video feed? <laughs> Maybe some kitten ears. <laughs> I figured the Christmas trees yeah. were. Maybe the kitten ears would fit the topic we just addressed. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> grab her by the kitten ears. We're going to grab Scott by the kitten ears. Oh, that's so Big good. floppy pussy ears. <laughs> Scott, well, that Scott just deflated and, oh, that's so good. That's my new favorite term for everything yeah. now. Grab him by the kitten ears. I just think that's beautiful. Tuck him around the room. <laughs> I got fur balls. <laughs> <laughs> Eight lives left. <laughs> Here we go. He does have nine lives, though. Yeah. Nine. He's 99. We've lives. talked about it before. He did his, he set up what his brand was over a long Years period ago. of time. I'm going to say and do whatever I want, Fat Show. But one thing he's doing that is unprecedented not to get into politics unprecedented Unpre- oh, very close or unprecedented. Sir. Very, we're doing it again <laughs> oh look much more powerful than the bernie touch pass the trump <laughs> i call that pass the trump i'll give it back he's yours again oh doing fantastically coming back at you thank you i needed that when i need to talk fingers touched he went and did something off brand and people still go okay he went and spoke to the right to life people last week and if there's anybody who's ever said Here's $400. Get rid of it. It's him. <laughs> There's no Listen, way. I don't think that's political. I honestly don't think that's political. I think that people. That, no way a conversation like this happened, Frank. I'm pregnant. Well, you know me. We're keeping it. <laughs> you know Trump. There's no I, way. I bet, I bet if you check the Wikipedia page right now for the song Brick that Ben Folds wrote, <laughs> Donald Trump actually wrote it. <laughs> Yeah, I don't believe he's ever said, we have to do the right yeah, thing. We've here. got to do the right thing. This is all about... I won't even hear the alternatives. What's We're having word? the baby. What's that word? Scruples. Yeah. <laughs> I've got I'm them. not having another Tiffany. La, 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 la. It's happening. You're going to have my child, my love child, lady who I'm not married to. It's going to occur. And possibly don't even know your name. <laughs> that's right, because that's why I have to call you that. Yeah, I did that. I think we got a little into politics. There. Yeah, but it's, it is true. It's more just, how are you doing this? Famous person. His brand is what it is, and we accept it. And then occasionally he'll go, watch this. And we all just sit back and go, I, I realized this week his brand is whatever I want it to be. His brand is, yes, watch this. I'll do whatever I want. That's I was his just brand. about to say, I'm doing a podcast, and I'm going to say whatever the fuck I want to. <laughs> all right. I'm just going to do it. That's too far. Now I've got to go. No, we, it's never too far. <laughs> it's always right in the Can middle. Can I do it? <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Sorry, you started it. Shucky ducky. That's right. Rhyming, and it's cuter, that's and people don't say, care. Shucky ducky. That's like for the kids. Brilliant comedian. <laughs> what was his name? Oh yeah, Shucky ducky. <laughs> uh yeah. 
So much her. And we're we are going to do the Super Bowl show, right? We are doing. Yes. We've decided yeah, Saturday we'll it. record a podcast that's all about the Super Bowl. So today we we're not going to talk that much about upcoming stuff. Uh, the game uh, directly because we do we will be doing that later in the week. We do have some Super Bowl stories we're going to share um, about past Super Bowls that we've all either been a part of or uh, Scott, is yours involved in being at a game or? Yeah, it's at okay. the game. It's performing for a team. It's okay, all kinds of stuff. We'll get into that. We're also going to talk. Uh, we're saving this for the end. Everybody's talking about it now. We're actually going to release the podcast a little bit later than we have been recently. Um, but we're going to talk a little bit about the Kobe Bryant stuff. Shocking. Um, yes, very shocking. And yeah, John, you'd heard something on the way in. The reason I'm not doing this up front is because this show is generally and what we try to go for yeah. is comedy. Sure, uh, it's, it's it's a tough fun, to do. Uh, a tough one to struggle. Run into and then jump over and try to be and funny. You can't do this, but you assured me. I assured you this story. Isn't it, it, you also assured me you would not be saying the f word on. The I show. will not, but yeah, that's true. But you started, <laughs> <laughs> I, I because the Kobe Bryant thing is it happened the day we're taping this. It's the twenty yes. sixth. We're on right? Sunday. This yeah. is Sunday, Evening. a week before the Super Bowl. We've all had a chance to kind of absorb it. I handle death in a certain way that's kind of different than a lot of people. I think a lot of people actually do handle it this way, where I'm more of like, oh, I'll internalize this and see how the rest of the world reacts. And now that there's social media and things like that, I always find it fascinating. So I I absorb news, I take it all in, it starts to bother me because I see people trying to be emotional. And then there's some people who are very authentic. I heard something incredibly authentic, but it just reminded me of the uh, unrelenting hands of time that this four-wheel drive known as time is just going to climb any terrain put in front of it, and we're all going to have to just continue on no matter how you feel and whatever. So Efren Salam, who... Uh, does a a show on Fox Sports on satellite. I was driving over here, and he said something very uh, well said, actually. And he was was like, look, we're supposed to come on here and talk about Super Bowl. Super Bowl week starting now. Pro Bowl's over. You got golf. You got all this other stuff. He goes, we got the Mahomes story. I got this. I got things I could talk about. He goes, who cares, man? You know, this this cloud is sitting over us. It just doesn't matter. We'll get to all the stuff later. Uh, Just be close to your family. Be close to your friends because life is fragile. And we just don't know what to do. And he, and he very poignantly started to talk about the fragility of life when someone this famous and this young dies. And because people don't know how to handle this, he went on in this, this really well-said thing. And his partner reminded us all, because then he started to say, you know what, uh, just know that you can change. You know, anything that's bothering you, change it. You know, you never know when your, your ticket's going to get punched. You're going to like this. And at the end of it, his partner, whose name I don't know right offhand, was like, well said, man, well said. And he goes, you know, it's a tough day. But it uh, it can be easy to say 15% or more in your car insurance. No, and, no. <laughs> and, and I said, that is a perfect moment because oh. it just was something. He had to get the tag in. Life goes on. <laughs> he just got done saying, man, nothing matters, nothing matters. But if you don't get that Geico hit, it's going to matter. So his life doesn't change. And it, as much as it feels like this weight of the world thing is on you, when he hit that thing and dead nailed it, I was dying on the freeway laughing. Like I Was that it. intentional? I, no. Or just no they had to go to break. Had to get to it. They had to go to break. And this, and this poor guy, after this beautiful kind of monologue of you know, time and, and uh, you know, life, hug your mortality. Kid. Yeah, reminding us of our mortality and how if you've got beef with somebody, maybe it's time to, to end it. It just doesn't matter. Nothing. It was this nihilistic view of nothing really matters. It is tough, man. 
but it can be easy to save 15% or more in your car insurance by switching to a guy. And I just, I about went off the freeway because I'm like, man, do I need that? That was perfect because it just tells me keep trudging along. This thing isn't, these hands don't stop. They just keep clicking 12 to 12. Yeah. And, you can't, and it just, it, it, no matter what you feel in the moment, it's going to keep going. So laugh, have fun, feel, do whatever, and move on. But don't, you know, don't think that it's different for anyone else. Yeah. Toledo, edit that part out. <laughs> Why? You're, you're no, not with you Geico? It, you don't like you, Geico? You said it was going to be maybe 15, 20 seconds. I did not. Yeah, you told me it was going to be quick. Ugh. No, it was great. It was, it was, it was really it, it, good. Really good, and it, it didn't change the mood at all, yeah. which is what I was yeah. uh, more worried about than anything. And it, it actually does give you that. You find that little bit of a positive. Yeah. Um, and that's there. I mean, I don't want to make it sound like, but there is something that lets you go. Hey, we we all do have to move on. We're going forward. We all get there. I'll I'll talk a little bit about a tweet I sent out because I, I don't know. I felt a little opportunistic, but at the same time, I was like, I I wrote like five or six tweets and thought, do I do a video thing or something like this? Because I feel like I need to do this. Yeah. In moments like this, um. Business-wise, not yeah. for humanity. Right. Um, and I finally found something uh, that was actually more ab- about why am I feeling this way as opposed to- it's you. Yeah, yeah it, as opposed to all the people just going out there and telling me how much they love Kobe even though right. they've never met him. So we'll get, we'll get into that a little okay. bit more in a bit. Uh, what I want to get into first here uh, or next is something incredibly important. I, I'd forgotten- do that, we have Geico as a sponsor? I was gonna. We might now. Oh, <laughs> that would be so. <laughs> it would have been an awesome moment if Frank had to do oh, one. I was trying to think of something <laughs> off of the word positivity when I said that. Uh, uh, I was trying to think of a, an ad that I could yeah. have gone to right there, but I, I forgot. I'd forgotten that the Pro Bowl was on today, and mm. I, I turned it on. Oh, and then I realized after two minutes why I had forgotten the Pro Bowl. The WNBA is more violent. Did you you sent me something you were watching? Were you did you did you watch much of it? Here's the thing: if you want a little financial bonus, seven out of ten years, bet the over on the Pro Bowl. It's a sure thing. That's the only reason I've ever even tuned into a Pro Bowl in the last probably six or seven years, as I had money on. It. I had money on it today. They covered it with like fifteen minutes, uh, or I guess like twenty-one minutes left in the game. I'm like, overs covered. It was fifty-one. I'm like I covered it. A lot of your bets lately are done early. Yeah, you're oh, that yeah. good. Um, well, I bet the safest thing. So it's just. But like, then why is it paying out if it's the safest thing? It, I mean, you just choose the, safe, the safest bet. category. I mean, Scott will tell you that that over under in Pro Bowl is a it's a seventy yeah, percent win. They don't know how to score, and especially now with this two hand touch thing they're doing. So was that a rule? That's no. It is just just what happened. There's so much money to protect on the field. They can't risk. Then anybody. don't play. But that's when people get hurt. Remember they used to tell you that in, in high school? It's like if you're not giving 100%, if you're playing half, somebody's going to pull up when you're Yeah, but did anybody get hurt today? No. No, because they're not even playing half. They're not even going half. It's a yeah. walkthrough. Yeah. It's, it's embarrassing to me. You know why they do it, right? They, the ratings are still huge. Are they? I mean, they're yeah, they're bigger oh, than I think they're bigger than an NBA Finals game. Is or, that yeah. right? Yes. They were. I don't know if they're still going. Not to. after today's and, thing. And I think the money all goes into like the players. Uh, pension. Yeah, yeah, but the the skills challenge stuff, dodgeball, was more interesting yeah. to watch. I will tell you the, oh, yeah, the biggest issue I had 
is they have helmets and pads on, yeah. and they're playing two-hand touch. Just put flags on them and have a fun day. Yeah, or yeah. or play a different sport. What kind of sport. pads are they wearing? Full. They're in full oh. gear. Yeah, it was it was full. It it looks ridiculous. Yeah, it's there's no reason to, the to have the pads. The linemen stand up. They it's it, nobody's trying. No, it's not real. Well, the blocking isn't allowed. Sacking the quarterback's not allowed. Right, uh, tackling is not allowed. The, the the thing that I don't know if they implement it in this game. I didn't watch very closely. It's like the Big Twelve. It <laughs> it's after a touchdown. Did they do the <laughs> kickoffs or did they do the you have a fourth and fifteen? I couldn't. I didn't. Wa- I couldn't yeah. watch. They, was imp- they had that instituted for this. Yeah, that was one. Of you the could that they you were could choose out. after a touchdown to get the ball in the forty, and it's one down for fifteen yards. You can keep it or you give it back wherever they stop you. And it's it's. I mean, it's interesting to to think of that, but also. Uh, Awful. So I, the, the game is impossible. There was nothing fun about it. Who attends that? How dare they charge people you know, you know, high dollars? I tell you what, I, I went a few years ago when it Did was you? in Arizona. Ooh. I went because my son uh, was so into football, yeah. and we got there, and at he was probably eight or nine at the time. He was like, what is this? Yeah. Like, I don't know. No one knows. I that. really don't. Cause they, and that was the year they did the whole weird uh, captains picking from either – like you could have guys from the Seahawks on both teams. Or was that when you were there? Yeah. When they did the Dion versus Michael. I don't know. I, I just said, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> elementary school pick players thing that wasn't AFC, NFC. And it's like the NFL recognizes we got to rebrand, resell this whole thing. Don't play it. Don't if play you can't, it. I'm with if you. you can't – Make it something else. Yeah, it's, make it some programming. Have them act. Have them game all shows. do it. Like a game night for charity. Yeah, game. Yeah. That's it. That's exactly yeah. it. A game yeah. show yeah. type of thing where you get all the stars and they uh, still get their paycheck. Yeah, people will show up to an event where these guys are goofing around. You get. Five Did you ever or six see Reggie things. White on Jeopardy? <laughs> Hilarious. He didn't get one all answer day. right. He even he didn't even get any answers right. On the religion category, <laughs> and he was a minister. So I'm just telling you, let's not have a game show. All right, no, it could be well, not necessarily Jeopardy. That's it. Could be the same Twinko. one that celebrities do. I mean, yeah. the, the win, loser, draw with, yeah. with these guys would be a riot. Yeah, win, loser, a, draw, play, and you have a guy named Bert Convict <laughs> instead of Black. <laughs> We've got a few of those we could bring in. Yeah, it's what I'm saying. Sounds. We'll just have Kraft host it. <laughs> No, it's uh, it's it's. It, you're right. It's unwatchable. I can't believe it's. Televised. I tried. I made an effort so just for the podcast to try and watch it. I I saw a pass go to the middle. I heard a whistle as soon as the catch was made. It, yeah. Even before they touched the guy, yeah. that doesn't even happen in seven on seven passing no. leagues for kids. They anticipate yes. that a guy will hit you and stop the play. It's uh, it's, it's like I figured out. It's it's like if Cliff Kingsbury created his own football. This is his dream come true. When there's no defense at all. All right. Do you remember when you would play Atari, the original Atari 2600? Sure. And the way sprites were made, which were what the moving um, characters were in the game, they when one sprite bounces into another sprite, that's how you get. A baby sprite. Right. No. When they when, love each other very much. When two when two of the objects hit each other, but they're the pixels that make them up yeah. were really just a square. So you'd bump right. into something and it would say that you actually hit it, but you're right. like, I never hit that. I didn't right. touch. Like when Donkey when Super Mario would jump over the barrel and you're like, I didn't really touch the barrel on that. How come well, that's what they were calling in this football game? Right. It was sixteen bit. 
Pro Bowl. It wasn't even 16. It, it, was, it was eight bit. Maybe it was maybe well, eight. eight bit was regular maybe Nintendo. Pong. Might be Pong. You're it right. was Pong. It was yeah. it was home run. It was home run. <laughs> yeah, where the where the baseball players Salehi's like, what? What are you talking about? I'm you, from Sal- this century. Salehi never saw a video game that didn't have human characteristics. Yeah, we played with squares and balls, and we liked it. I tell you what, boy, we used to have squares and balls, and we had fun all day long. Do you know what Pong is? Yeah. Yes. How do you know what Pong is? It's a joke to you because it was reality. Played it at his grandfather's funeral. Believe it or not, I read it in a textbook. That's actually how you I first, first learned about it. When, who has textbooks? How old are you, yeah, Salehi? Salehi, you're lying. Uh, this, was, this was back when we were forced to buy the textbooks. Yeah. Okay. You don't even have textbooks anymore. Yeah, a lot of them are online now. Really? Yeah. And you have to pay. Yeah, people, oh, they still charge you. That's still where most of them are. Do you have to, do, you have to return it for a third of the fee, just like yeah, the books? Like, yeah. It's, it's you crazy. return your license? Yeah, here's the thing I downloaded. Uh, yeah, yeah, in college, they, you, would, you would have to. It was like a walk of shame with your books. And you would go, and they would have some group that was, it was the greatest monopoly ever. They would give you not even a third for a, like a brand new book. And then to top it off, they pay. I always would pay me in $2 bills. Yeah, they would like, have twos. They, they would have twos. They would be, it was like they were so insulting to you, they wouldn't even give you money that anybody wanted. Like you were at a Greyhound track. They used to hand you twos on your way out the window, and the only thing the person behind the counter ever heard is, are you effing kidding me? And everybody yeah. just leave with their, their, their 12 twos. What's the last year that they produced a $2 bill? Because I've not seen one in forever. I don't know. They still have to be making them. I, Uncle Chris yeah. brings them for my kids every Does once he? in a while. Yeah. They're out there. But I think you got to ask knows, for them. He may not be they getting legitimate. Be making. He he might might be. I've never been in his basement. He's got his two printer. Gunk. <laughs> Yeah, Who's might be a little know? to live yeah. and die. You know who? LA, you know who right? checks these? Nobody. 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 The two is the greatest scam going. I tell you, <laughs> you got a bunch of twos. You got a bunch of oblivious people willing to take twos. Everybody wants a two. You know why? <laughs> they put it in a frame. <laughs> they frame it. They don't cash. Who cashes a two dollar bill? <laughs> you got changed for a two? <laughs> Said no one nobody ever. Nobody ever. Hey, hey. Let's try power hey, between the two of us. Hey, hey, oh. hey. <laughs> I'm making the twos for. I'll handle it. I, I called you. the Fed. I said, "You guys, I got this. <laughs> I'll worry. do the twos." Don't worry. You ever see wow. somebody's wallet open up and there's a two in it, <laughs> and they're like saving it for some reason, like it's a like it's confed money or something? They're like, "What are you doing?" I might with that? be one of those people. You have a two. In Not your anymore. Not. Why do people save them? No, I, they're always going to be worth two. If that, I mean, well, you can find a thirty-year-old ten-dollar bill. It's worth ten bucks. Hey, hey, you know what I got though? A Susan B. Oh, yo. yeah. Is it one a of Susan yours? B. Anthony? Yeah, I like those Susan B. Anthony. You got you got one of those JFK coins. I got one of them Susan B. Anthony's. Only it's Anthony from Who's the Boss? <laughs> By the was... way, <laughs> little tangent. Uh, my brother-in-law, Chris. And Connie, his mother, and some other people went to see Tony Danza in concert. Here? Yeah. Where, when was this? It was at like a community center. You didn't get like some Italian discount that could have called us I up? I was out of town. Ah, oh, I could have taken your spot. Danza singing Sinatra. Start spreading the news. <laughs> Angela. <laughs> I'm leaving today. Jonathan. <laughs> Gonna make a start of it. Samantha. Mona. New York. <laughs> You guys got Sean completely <laughs> lost right now, I'm sure. Sean, yeah. you know who Tony Danz is? I've heard of him. He's a hero. Yeah. What, uh, Let him what? finish. What have you heard of him? Yeah, okay. 
I mean, I've heard that he's an actor, correct? Right? That's right. Yeah. So far, so good. That's that's about that's about. He was not yeah. You know, it'd be great if he said, "I think he's ago. on the two. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a two. I'm a Tony two. Tony two. Wasn't he? Didn't he have a breakfast cereal? Show him I'm a tiger. <laughs> I'm Tony the tiger. <laughs> Show him what I can do. Think you're gonna love the taste of Tony's flakes. Tony Durant. Bring out the dance in you. He is a Durant. Tony Durant. You're doing Tony Durant. Cha 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 cha. Ink a dink a doo. I'm on the cover of a two. <laughs> Ridiculous. Oh, do old people watch the internet stuff? Yeah, old people watch the internet. And to them, they're characters. They're yeah. great characters that we're doing. Tony Danza was a stud, though. Yeah, apparently seventies, eighties, and then uh, apparently he's more of a, a, a thumbtack now. Yeah. He, well, you know, your family still paid money to go see him. So yeah, Sing he it. He's seventy, sixty-eight, sixty-nine years old, super thin, I guess. Well, didn't he have uh, like a? He got crashed into a tree or something and almost died. I I don't know, and I don't yeah. want to make fun of it. Well, I'm not making fun of it. I thought I think. That's no, I know you weren't, yeah. but I, that the the, the oh, natural, that's another the, natural time. reaction was Sonny Bono. Yeah. Oh, that was yeah. Sonny Bono. You're right. Wait a second. You're no. getting no. <laughs> okay, I'm glad. <laughs> I thought he had an accident though. Scott. But I I did make it with Cher. <laughs> who did it? <laughs> I'll tell you who was the boss there. <laughs> Cher. Cher. <laughs> I think he accident. I think he's skiing accident. Yeah, he almost died skiing. Almost, it almost cost him his acting. Yeah. Well, it almost. 93. <laughs> it was, wow. Is well, that let's long? see. Wow. On Who's the Boss, or on Taxi, I played a guy named Tony. You were great at that. And them. then on Who's the Boss, I played a guy named Tony. That was good. And then. <laughs> Remember in the movie, uh, was it Goombas? I'm not sure, but I bet you I played a guy named Tony. <laughs> I put a two on it. Like, like at some point, <laughs> they did a movie or a, a TV show with him, and they're like, you're going to be uh, named Mark. And they're like, Mark. Mark, come on. Hey, Mark. What? It's your line. Oh, okay. Can we change your name of my guy to Tony? <laughs> I can't I can't get myself to respond. <laughs> Even if he was playing like a former like he's supposed to be like uh you know uh, ben- oh, Benjamin Franklin or something. Like, <laughs> could you just could we just throw it in the script that people call them Tony? <laughs> could that be Tony Franklin? Look, didn't he have a little brother that couldn't say Benjamin and they just said, Hey Tony? That'd be easier for me as Ben Franklin. <laughs> he is part of uh, this. Is a thing for Soleil over there. This is a he was part of something on Saturday Night Live. The first sketch that will never ever air again, even before Chevy Chase and Garrett Morris's uh, racially charged back and forth job interview, when he did the Funkin' Martians. Did you ever see that? Oh yeah. When they did the uh, the uh, what was it? The Brooklyn uh, uh, Community College players redid War of the Worlds. <laughs> And they just get, oh, my God, we got all these people coming by here. These Funkin' Martians are everywhere. And they said Funkin' Martians like 300 times. They're like, that's it? It will never, ever re-air again because people lost their minds over that. Probably Frank's audience. Yeah, Frank's audience was busy (laughs) slamming down tight. I remember having this conversation with someone at Fox, the standards and practices person. So every network has standards and practices people who basically are the censors, yep. and they're the liaison between the network and the show, and they tell you what you can and can't say. Right. And I, they would not let me say in a voiceover, frickin', because it was too close to the actual word. Really? Um, and I was like, why can't I say it? They said, well, because of the hard CK sound and the F at the beginning, so you can't say 
frickin'. I was like, why is that? They said it sounds too much like the F word. I'm like, yeah, but it sounds too much like means it doesn't sound exactly like. Right. Can I say truckin'? Right. Yes, you can. I go, that sounds more like it <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> than frickin'. Because it was a Jack Nicholson thing. Like, I can't get this out of my frickin' mind. No! Too bad. Truckin'. No good. That's my that's truckin' mind. My truckin' okay, mind. Okay, which which one do you prefer if you have to use it? Uh, frickin' or freakin'? I kind of go between with the friggin'. You with okay, a, a I don't G? like it. I throw the G's in. I don't like it. Yeah. That sounds very Pittsburgh, though. It could, yeah, friggin', yeah. Yeah. It is. Uh, I like freaking. I don't, yeah, I don't freaking, know. I used no to say freaking all the time. I did say, I actually probably said that with Nicholson. It was probably freaking, not fricking. Yeah. You guys didn't yeah. grow up here in the uh, area of Phoenix where Mesa and the Mormon population uh, annoyingly used freaking constantly. And I'm like, look, you're, you're, it's the same intent. You're doing exactly. it's this. You just said frick you. Another one. It's of the same thing. My favorite things is in Utah how they make up sentences. Yeah. To go with horrible. Got down, sat in a ditch. <laughs> <laughs> you just rhymed every syllable. I did. Uh, in for one day, I got to go in and read um, overdubs. Have you ever done that with uh, for movie? You probably never had to do that. I worked at a place and they asked me to do the voices of, and I don't even remember who it was, but they just made me watch a movie that was going to be on regular TV. And say, we got to cut these out. Will you do these voices? And I would watch like actors I'd never heard of. And I'd have to go, freak. Right. And I'm like, I don't even think that sounded like him. That's fine. And then so we had the Coen brothers on the show once. And there's most most notorious for whatever radio show. Yeah, yeah. On the radio show, we had the Coen brothers on. And I said, uh, uh, what's the most fun you've had doing something or other? And they're like, oh, overdubs. We get to write them. We have it in our contract that we get to write what the voiceover guy (laughs) says. So in The Big Lebowski, there's a scene where John Goodman is saying, this is what you get when you F a stranger in the A, Larry. Right. That's the line. And he says it over and over. And the Coen brothers uh, said to the, I think it was TNT or some TBS, what are you going to do? And they're like, uh, well, we were going to throw this and it was just nonsense. And they're like, we'll write it. Don't worry. And because it was them, everybody's like, brilliant. But they changed the line to, this is what you get when you meet a stranger in the Alps, Larry. <laughs> and, and I'm like, what does that mean? And he goes, nothing we did it to see if they just go great job fellas and we realized right then and there that we could have written backwards babble and and it's on if you ever watch it this is what you get when you meet a stranger in the alps larry is still what they air on like when they show that on regular tv see i used to have a bit in my act that was made so i could fake swear the rest of the show ah oh yeah it was uh when they take a uh a movie that they put on television that shouldn't be on television right and they mix up the words they change the words to make it sound like it should it, it's okay yeah and and then they come on and say fruit you right shut up you ice cream cone did you call me ice cream cone <laughs> you better believe it you gobble damp and fruit and dumb soup <laughs> like i don't they don't sound mad they sound hungry that was the bit i used to do and it used to kill because i would do it in the colleges yeah, yeah. The, and then i could say just what the fruit the rest of the show right. and everybody knew like, what it yeah. meant and yeah. it would get a great callback response because you're cussing yeah you're just doing it in a different it's a, language. Again, it's all intent. It's, yep. What's the difference? Why do why are words so important to people when you know they mean the same yeah, thing? Because we're all weird hypocrites. Yeah. I, I, I mean, a piece of me gets it once they're established and get it, but freaking yeah. to the actual word, you know it's different. Yeah. E is not uh. Uh-uh. Yeah, people uh, understand uh-uh. it. And if, any- go, if I went e-e. <laughs> you wouldn't uh-uh. be like that's uh, uh-uh. e-e. E-e. we're well, saying something different. What? 
The uh, the thing is that bothers me is that they actually listen to the the person that would be like, I'm pretty sure he said the bad thing. Like you're you're actually arguing with someone who is wrong and letting them win, right. and that's what they're afraid of. Because those people go to sponsors and make money nervous. Because money doesn't listen to well, I, I still <laughs> it's still uh, if you people write a letter. That gets more say than yeah. an email, a tweet, yeah. anything. Because if somebody spent the time to write a letter, they feel like it's important. But yeah. people who write letters, awful people. They're, <laughs> I, I, after uh, twenty years of doing the radio thing, there's no better feeling about fourteen, fifteen years into it of writing back because email allows you contact back to the person that just complained. That uh, you can just say you didn't get it, dude calm down and they're like, you know what i get everything you do i'm like did you ever laugh when i made fun of this or made fun of that this one thing bothered you you laughed at something that probably bothered someone else it's your day in the barrel yeah deal with it move on well maybe i will good bye <laughs> i have no beef with that because those are people i don't want around they're the, that's like having a tattletale with you all the time right. i don't want that i, I don't well, there are people who just watch television and listen to radio to complain. Okay. You know, it's, well, you're running into a wall with me. Yeah. No, there. Yeah, it's not even a wall. No. It's force field. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> Dear Pizza Hut, <laughs> I'm not thrilled with your usage of the term pan pizza. <laughs> More like Dear Papa John. Dear Papa John's. I'm not thrilled with your use of the word, mm, you know. <laughs> the one Papa loves. <laughs> Why Trump's writing the letter? <laughs> oh, Dear I think Papa it's John's. <laughs> I've got a few, look. I've got a busy day writing complaint letters. <laughs> Dear Papa John's, what was that? <laughs> I think that's great. And on the Arizona border, that there's one wall that cannot be yeah can't uh, penetrate eclipsed. It. Can't penetrate. <laughs> it's dummy. It's a wall. Yeah. So Scott, you had an actual Super Bowl story that you wanted. Yeah. To so share okay, with. how many? T- did, I'm curious about you. You're the sports uh, hero, comedian, legend, like it or not. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, especially NFL. So every year, are you invited to perform for some party or? I have been. I've performed at quite a few. I don't have one this year, but just about every other year, I've had interesting ones. Where one of my favorites was me. I think I might have talked about it before. It was me, Gronk, Richard Sherman, and I don't know that one. uh, Terry Bradshaw. Nope, never heard it. And um, it was a big corporate event, private plane flown, flew me out there to, uh, was it Seattle? No, San Francisco. And uh, just nobody was listening. They spent all this money, crazy <laughs> money for the all of us to be there. And I was supposed to host it. Nobody's listening to me, but I have these Hall of Famers and future Hall right. of Famers on stage with me. So I start trying to – Terry takes the microphone and like, I'll show you how it's done. <laughs> so I tell my grandpappy. Then nobody's listening to him. He's like, this sucks. <laughs> it wasn't you, Frank. I thought it was you. I thought you just weren't good at entertaining like I am. Sherman is just kind of sitting there. This is the, this is the, this is the a moment where Gronk showed up. He was late because he was on his own party bus. <laughs> Nobody could find him. He walks in. He sees food just sitting on this divider. He just walks in and goes, just – he kind of 
it's almost a um, John Travolta <laughs> walking and like, stumbled. He's like, "Oh my God, take a look at this!" <laughs> he stumbled. Yeah, he stumbled, and uh, he just started grabbing peanuts and just shoveling them in his mouth. And so Joey had this great impression of him where he just do the walk. <laughs> It's just, just like one shoulder would go up and the neck and head would go toward the shoulder and then it would switch up. It was something like that Egyptian walk. So he's a bangle. Uh, it was very, it was very hot. <laughs> so uh, and that was where I'd made fun of. I said, "Oh God, you really are like this." And he yeah. just looked at me. Huh? Yeah. Uh huh. Unaware of. And then somebody. <laughs> and then somebody said. Uh, hey, Frank, he goes, oh, you're Frank Caliendo, like he figured it out. Wow. And then it was okay that I'd said this stuff. But Prior to that, you felt a little like, hey, you're going to die right now? Uh, I thought I was going to get killed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I thought uh, I thought it was Kong, yeah. and the foot was just going to smash me. Uh, 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 yeah, so we was... recognized that someone said you're acting like a douche. But I've told you, I, I, say, a lot, I say a lot of things to people way more important than me. Right. Like network executives and stuff like that, and then I just don't because I I just don't I won't put people on pedestals. I just act like everybody's a, a friend just of mine. They've been friends, but people like to be more important. Are you going to Gronk's thing this year? Uh, no. Oh. I'll be back. I'm gonna go. I actually, so I should say this. I'm gonna go do a bunch of the FS1 shows, Rich Eisen and Good Morning Football, where oh, I'll cool. talk about you again. Your yeah. dad'll be My thrilled. Dad'll love it. Go crazy. <laughs> um, I got a Super Bowl story, but after I want to hear your both of yours. Okay, so John, go first. This is well. I was oh. at. <laughs> no, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> I was with Scott Long, and I couldn't ditch him. He was everywhere. Now, this is this is quite a while ago. This is probably before I even was writing for you, Frank. It was probably early 2000s. And the Indianapolis Colts uh, got a hold of me, and they were like, hey, we uh, heard you're a really good comedian. We wanted to have some entertainment for our corporate sponsors. We're going to fly them down to Houston, uh, and we'd like you to entertain them. And I'm like, sure. Yeah, this is exciting. I mean, very exciting. So – I'm on the plane. I'm sitting next to this guy who worked for the Colts. He used to be a wide receiver for him. And he says, who are you? And I'm like, well, I'm actually the entertainment this, uh, this year. And he's like, really? Huh, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't know who you are. And I'm like, well, most people don't. And he's like, well, last year we, uh, we had uh, Bob Newhart. And I'm <laughs> oh, like, man. oh, yeah, sure. And the year before, we had uh, Sinbad. And I'm like, well, yeah, and I'm sure uh, they were planning on having Chris Rock this year. I thought he was joking. <laughs> no, they did. And not only did they have Bob Newhart, which was the weirdest show ever, they also had the B-52s come out and play, too. So the owner of the uh, Colts is famous for just throwing his money. You know, he spent $3.5 million on a guitar or, you know, all these different kinds of memorabilia. He's got the money. All of a sudden, I'm the one. So when I show up to this thing – and they're used to seeing super celebrities. And then there's me. It's disappointing to begin with. And I told him, I'm like, I heard who you've had. I'm disappointed. <laughs> and they kind of laughed at that. And I had prepared all this material that I thought would be funny about some things with some people that were a part of the Colts uh, management. None of them show up. None of the owners. It's just the clients. So I'm all prepared for that. I'm not. And then people brought kids. Oh, eh. ruined it. Oh, yeah. Lots, Listen, you well, weren't yeah, clean yet either, huh? Not as clean. Yeah, I wasn't. Right. Yeah, I was. Yeah. So there's all these problems, uh, but it goes okay. 
then they're, they, they like me when I'm not on stage. Like I'm really funny to them when I'm not on stage and I'm hanging out and having dinner with them. So that I'm like doing table magic, but with comedy. <laughs> so then they're like, do you want to go to the game? And I'm like, well, yeah, of course I want to go to the game. That's awesome. I, so they, they didn't tell me I was going. So we get there and the guy hands me the tickets and he's like, oh, by the way, you're not sitting with all the clients. So I start walking to the top of the uh, stadium and they drop you off with these uh, buses. Well, they drop you off. I thought I'd be with the rest of the group. When I walk in, I find out I'm not. I don't know. There's 300 at least buses that you need to find. I could, they all looked alike. I'm running through after the game, trying to figure out what's going on. And I finally see Colts on it. I'm like, Oh, thank you. I walk in. It's another Colts bus. And I, <laughs> and I sit down and who's in front of me? Cato Caitlin. All right. I thought you were going to say Bob Newhart. He just finally found a costume <laughs> last year. No. So th- that goes wearing on. his this- costume from <laughs> elf. <laughs> and he was tiny. <laughs> It's where it's where guys who host that show just end up. <laughs> this this horrible mess, this purgatory of buses. It's Sinbad and Bob and Scott walking around. <laughs> it's the end of your career. And they put you in the maze of buses. Now when Sinbad sits next to people, they're like, Oh, I don't know who you are. Yeah. Who are you? You know, but I so the next part that I didn't share is is this was the the great Super Bowl when the Patriots played the uh, Panthers. And Vinatieri kicks the field goal to win the game. I go to the wrong hotel, but I'm at least I'm on a on a Colts bus. They take me back. I have to take a cab. I get in the cab, and the guy's like, you know, from another country, and he's like, oh, you know, where do you need to go? And I'm like, oh, you know, I need to go here. And he's like, oh, you're at the Super Bowl. Did you see Janet Jackson's TT? Did you see her TT? And I'm like, no, what are you talking about? Because I'm at the game. I'm know. at the top. I have no idea. Kid Rock had played before her. People don't remember this. And he's, and he's, <laughs> no, that sounded more like Sean and yes, yeah, Rock. Yeah. Kid he, Sean and He set off fireworks inside this dome. So, Basically, there was a huge layer of smoke for the like the one third top. So we <laughs> couldn't see anything even for like five minutes into the second half. It looked like the Bears Eagles playoff game from 86. So I'm like, I don't know anything about this. So that happened, too. So it was just like this crazy Super Bowl. <laughs> and um, uh, I never got invited back. <laughs> Neither did Bob Newhart, in fairness. He never did it either. He didn't. So, he never had to. So I, I, I before you get to Call your s- story, John, uh, the Ursay thing made me laugh because I did a little thing for Ursay a while back, and it was a party for them, and it was me, and I did not do this joke, but I would have loved to have done it. It was me and then um, Art Garfunkel, oh. and the joke I wanted to do was, yeah, it's great that you have us. But the Patriots have Kevin Hart and Paul Simon. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't you do it? Because I just, I don't, listen, I don't know. I just was being careful. Like, a, <laughs> it, how is that bad? Uh, just like it's insulting them. Oh. It was just like, right. that, uh, no, no, no. The only person that would maybe not like that would be Art Garfunkel. Garfunkel I agree. Yeah. <laughs> you I don't, gotten, and you don't want to get your ass kicked by Art Garfunkel in front of people. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
Yeah, seventy-year-old guy. A guy can he can oh. wail. He can wail. He's got the, he got the pipes. Oh, he only he did. Like, he only did like three words at a time. Friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, weird because my uh, Art Garfunkel and I performed together uh, at a Super Bowl. You did not for the Patriots. What? Okay, same weekend. I also he should. You should I also opened night. for Elton John. What for the Patriots once? <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah, they, they kept looking for him. <laughs> he was in a chair somewhere. Did you meet him? Yeah, I talked to and him. And hung out with him for a little bit? Uh, yeah. Was it Shatner-esque? Uh, no, nothing like that. No. I didn't want to bother him. He looked very frail. Yeah. Like he, should, oh, really? he looked like he shouldn't have been there. No kidding. Yeah, he oh, was huh. actually in a wheelchair and, yeah. Really? Was, yeah, he was. it looked like he was struggling. Wow. Um, That's a great one. But he was like, he just, he's like, Frank. I'm like, no, no not, <laughs> not right now. Not now. I'm busy. Ooh, tonight, oh, is a Frank. <laughs> and you walk over and like, never mind. Yes. I can't right now, Elton. Reg. <laughs> See ya. Yeah, I video I, I video recorded a little bit from behind the stage just to prove I was there and I lost it. Oh, that stinks. So well, what's your, your uh well my Super Bowl story is not uh, uh famous Super well kinda it's got a person of fame. But uh it was the Ste- I, it was the Steelers were on the run. I've been to Detroit, but I beat Seattle. That was a good one. Toledo was with me, he's a Seahawks fan. I would not buy him a ticket. He did not get in the building. But he went with anyway and provided housing. I had a certain else. budget. Yeah. <laughs> and I was waiting yeah. once the game started, and it never dropped. I said if he wore a Steelers shirt and changed his allegiance at the game, I would do something for him. But otherwise, you're going to watch in a bar somewhere in Detroit enjoy that. So I went to that one. I went to Tampa and saw the Steelers defeat the Cardinals, and it was fantastic. So the next one came up in Dallas. Being a Steeler fan is great. Listen to all these Super Bowls that I've had a chance to go to. So the next one's in Dallas. Now, people don't remember that Dallas is Super Bowl. It was one degree, ice everywhere, storms, like the whole week. I was there, too. Brutal. Cab strike. Yes, So the terrible. average fan couldn't do anything. All the events were in downtown Dallas. Of course, the stadium is 25 minutes away. And the snow hit oh. when everybody was getting there. Yep. The planes like were not Wednesday landing. Night they, were, they were turning yeah. back. Yeah, they couldn't go to Dallas. Right. And then driving was an impossibility outside of the Metroplex. And in the Metroplex, a cab strike. So getting from A to B was Because whatever. at the time, also, no Uber. No, Uber no, no, no. Yep. So there, and cab drivers were basically like, where do you need to go? It's like, I need to get over to Arlington. 140. Like, oh, man, that's 10 minutes. But all right. It's all I've got. I, I got to get there, and it's two outside. So it all starts off kind of uh, badly. Uh, before I leave, I had purchased tickets online uh, on the internet. And I got an amazing deal and where they were. And then I got an email about two days after I had sent the money that said, uh, how do we split this from the guy who sold me the tickets? And I'm like, I'm not sure I follow. And he goes, whoops, wrong dude. Uh-oh. And I'm like, oh. So I did a little, I had a little computer friend research uh, thing, and they were two guys in England. Ran a scam. I was out 3500 bucks for two tickets because that's an amazing Ugh. price for two tickets. And I'm like, oh, I'm too dumb. I got Steeler blind. I bought two bad tickets. So You could have bought uh, three owls for that. Yeah, I could have gotten a whole bunch of boo-boos. God. Yeah, it still hasn't arrived. <laughs> the boo-boo was still in my yeah, head the whole yeah, time. Too. <laughs> you so, found the right time. I got, Good one, Scott. I got another guy who in town uh, in Phoenix that I had actually- So you were just out that 3500 You couldn't gone, get it back? Just gone. So I had what did no- you buy it with? A credit card? Uh, actually, this is how dumb I was. He Cash. had me wire it. 
Mm. And I'm like, that's, and he goes, and it all came from. You know, uh, it sounds kind of odd, but. Uh, he didn't, you know, like, it's just, yeah, I'm right on the road. I'm in uh, Tampa, Arizona. Go first, you know. Right. Don't say, yeah, no, just, just something that you can't Look, mate, you want to talk to my brother? He wouldn't lie to you here. <laughs> all right, it's legitimate. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Send the cash, mate. What's the hold up? So anyway, so weirdly enough, I go to an Englishman. By the way, we, we have a tour guide who can show you a dead kangaroo who's a friend of ours. <laughs> so uh, an Englishman here in town who runs a bar uh, had tickets, and he said that- Why are the English- I don't know why it was all English, but it was. And he's like, and I get in contact with him, and he's like, I've got two AFC side, about 20 rows up. They're glorious. Here's a number of the guy you have to deal with. Uh, when you get there. And uh, so I can't get a hold of this guy. I got no tickets in hand and I'm there thinking that. And he's like, oh, with the I couldn't get him to your house because the storm and all the problems. So he'll meet you there. And I'm like, I'm not dealing with a ticket broker, am I? Because I'll get his I'll get what he has left. And he goes, no, mate, all good. He's a good friend. And I'm like, all right. So the day of the Super Bowl, Sunday morning, I still haven't gotten a hold of him. He calls and he's like, I got your tickets. Settle down and quit calling David. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what? And he goes, quit calling David. You're getting me yelled at every five minutes. I'm coming down and get your tickets. And I said, you're giving me the worst tickets you've got, the ones you didn't sell. It doesn't matter what I've got. You've got tickets. Now, these were $5,000. So right now I'm 8500 8500 And I drive all the way down to see this guy. And he goes, you've been a real royal pain in my ass, mate. And he hands me the thing. And I said, two days I've sat here waiting for the tickets. I haven't been able to go to one event because you need your t- ticket to get in. I, can't, I haven't seen one thing this whole time. And he goes, well, maybe. And he says something to me. And I said, this is for a charity, which is what I was told. I gave the money to a charity to buy these tickets, not to get what you had left. And he goes, well, I guess it's your problem. So I'm in a lobby of a hotel. And I take the tickets. And this little guy's there. And his cab driver's with him and because uh, he wanted to hold on to his cab driver because of the strike. And he looked at me. And I, I kind of just got right in his face. And I'm shaking. And the place is full. And I'm like, I hope your kids get the disease that this charity was supposed to help and they're exactly five thousand dollars short of a cure and i swiped him from his hand he goes you want to go and i'm like oh i want to go and we were about ready to rumble in the whole thing so all this goes on we walk to the to the game ralphie may spills a beer in my lap like immediately my wife spills a beer in my lap checking immediately watch, right? <laughs> yeah she, i asked her what time it was she had a beer in her hand and she looked at her watch and just dumped it in my i'm like really is this really a thing and of course, the Steelers go on to uh, to shank out the first half of that game that they would have won had it not been for Richard uh, Mendenhall's fumble. So you, you went to a first off. I I, I just got I got a text. Uh, that movie now has been greenlit by Guy Ritchie. He wants to make <laughs> he wants that to a do movie. The whole thing. He so wants to do the English whole people. thing. So I it was saved so many the good. email. I still have the email that says how are we going to split this? Because I, I called okay. the police and everything. Yeah, I, I got killed. You on your own. Went to a game to sit next to Ralphie May. Yeah. Ralphie had uh, tickets from a player for $800. I've sat next to Ralphie at two football games, and I may be the first to say it. I'm glad Ralphie's not here to take me to football games anymore. It's, an, <laughs> it's a miserable experience. I got experience. news for you. you yeah. You're not the only person sitting next to <laughs> oh, Ralphie no. May. You Everyone weren't. is. Everyone in an entire section is somehow or another touching him. Here's the thing you don't get when you see Ralphie sitting with someone. We <laughs> went to the opening game of the Steelers with Miami as a station a year, a few years oh, ago. Six. And uh, John and Ralphie were sitting great seats, mid-50s, and 
the rest of us, Brady and Eric and I were way up top and you could see down. All you could see was the number on Ralphie's jersey. 441. Half of John's jersey. Yeah, I was turned sideways. That was also uh, the uh, game that I, Ralphie gave me the THC breath strip and told me it was a breath uh, freshener, uh, and and, and it, uh, it's enough to tranquilize an elephant because he was one. Oh my! And they looked at me, and goes, ah, your high is crazy high, and I'm like, I think I'm peeing. I literally thought I was peeing my pants over and over. Let's get some food. And we just hand money to people in front of us. But yeah, he he sat on two people during that. When game. Toledo said what you don't realize about Ralphie, and when he sits down. I thought you were going to say he's actually sucking it in the whole time <laughs> right. while he stands oh. up, and he lets it go. I'm going to deflate yeah. now. Watch this. All right, so I have, Your turn. I have a, a little story to go with that Super Bowl as well because nothing at the Dallas Super Bowl, Ugh. Steelers-Packers, was ready to go. Nightmare. That stadium was brand new. I was at Fox still. We're in the caravan. I'm in a car with NFL legends. Jimmy Johnson's in a car. Might even been the same car. Uh, Terry Bradshaw, Howie Long. We get directed around the stadium. The police are like, you can't go this way. And Terry gets out of the car and is like, I'll, I'll fix this. Another one of those. <laughs> I'll make this happen. So he gets up. And he's like, we get, we're trying to get over here. Can we just go straight line? They're like, no, sir, you can't. You, you can't go that way. He's like, but we just need to get right here. We're doing a broadcast. <laughs> We're doing big talking. <laughs> and uh, they're like, we're well, sorry, you can't. He comes back to the car. He's like, I guess I got nothing. I guess I <laughs> Jimmy Johnson gets out of the car. Oh, my God. Goes to talk. Nothing. Can't. Then Jim, Dallas? He's like, you don't even have this stadium without him. <laughs> Aikman, too. Aikman and Buck, they wouldn't let anybody through. There was a direct line. So Fox had gotten us tickets. They were very nice about it. They actually got me some extra tickets for the family. Right. This is Joey, Juliet, Michelle, and me. We're all at the Super Bowl in Dallas. I would go with the Fox people because I've got to get there early. They are on a bus with other Fox, some of the wives and husbands or whatever people, the, the spouses of people that are going. Well, that that you also could not get within two miles oh. of the stadium. Either yeah. you had to walk two to three miles afterward. Oh, my father-in-law was with us, and he was in a wheelchair. Oh, So... He couldn't get there either, and they wouldn't let him around. Juliet has to pee when they get there in line. There's no bathrooms. No. Michelle has her papa squat right out there, and people are just like, oh, my God. She goes, like, Michelle's like, prepare better. <laughs> Classy. Prepare much better. There was no place to I go. Know. There's nothing you could do. And I was like, did anybody see this happen? She's like, everybody. I'm like, anybody that we know? <laughs> Probably. I'm like, well, I'll get ready for the emails. <laughs> Nobody nobody really heard about that. But uh, this is also the <laughs> Super Bowl where George W. Bush and John Madden were both there. Oh, that's right. And the game was out of hand, right? The the Packers were well, up in the beginning. Yeah, but that the, the, yeah, it settled down. It wasn't. But it was it was pretty it, it, was, it was it looked the pretty lopsided yeah. early, right? Right, twenty one to seven, I think. I think yeah, Three? it was it was they a pretty big spread of yeah. points there. So I get past some of the people from some news stations had um, had said, we'll get you through to meet Madden and Bush because they were both up there. Well, it was supposed to be just oh. Bush, and I didn't even know Madden was going to be there. And Jerry Jones was in between them. So he's like, I believe that the best hardware story is Ace. Hey, that's what they said. I'm a true value guy. So um, I like Summerall. Where's he, man? So he's not with us anymore. <laughs> so uh, they're putting on TV. Weird. I'm all loaded in to be able to get – 
and be on television during the Super Bowl. I'm like, this is the biggest thing that will ever happen to me. Yeah. I'm going to be on the Super Bowl, which I, they'd shown me a previous Super Bowl quickly, and like every, even you texted yeah, yeah. me. There you are. Like, I can't believe one here. I was eating a hot dog. Yeah. yeah. So um, so I get through the Secret Service. I'm there. I'm in the uh, Jerry Jones suite, ready to go on. Laura Bush comes out, and she's like, oh, I saw you on television the other day. Uh, George and I watch you. You're hilarious. And I didn't I didn't have the balls to go, hey, can you get me to talk to him? Yeah. Because I want to go to – Jamie Foxx is sitting there with oh. sunglasses. Um, and this was one of those moments where, like, no star – wanted to be seen with George W. Bush. Right. It was like one of those moments too because Ellen wasn't speaking out to save everybody. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, I, I, they're like, the, it, Jerry, they didn't want to interrupt Jerry Jones. So they're like, okay, we're just wait until he walks away and then you can go sit next to them. That never happened. And they're like, after the game, um, you, can, you can meet George W. Bush. I'm like, and Madden and everybody. I'm like, well, my family... Right. Is down, I got to get back to my family. I can't do it. So I just, I ended up leaving. I'm like, my, I leave my wife after she's made our daughter pee. The, In a the, field? That's when you leave your wife. Right, yeah. But uh, I thought about it. But there <laughs> there were other, the internet do you regret, well. do, you re, do you regret that you didn't push your way through? Like at yes. that point? Uh, at where you like, me does. Because, but I, at the same time, it's the secret service. Yeah. You're and not pushing. You, could, you can get in a lot of trouble. Yeah. That, that, like that's bigger trouble you're, I I had to be FBI uh, checked out for all of this. Everything was you 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 bum rush George W. Bush. <laughs> You're not gonna Jerry Jones it. and John Madden. What year was this? What was this year? 2011. What, what year? Yeah, January or February 2011. So you were still famous enough that you were known at that point. Oh, right? they all knew yeah. me. Everybody knew. Everybody yeah. in the suite knew me. They're like, "Hey, Frank, come on in." Uh, it was it wasn't a problem, but. Make it that last fifteen, you know, probably thirty feet. Yeah, I is a it. it's a very difficult. Yeah, no, I hear you. You know, it's held a precedent. It I'm was here. like there was a wall. <laughs> you know, I I'd gotten it cleared through a bunch of people. It was all set up. So this is mm. after all these problems, and then we we flew out, get home, and that's when Joey said to me, you know, he's only eight or nine at the time. He goes, "Are we going to ever have to go to one of these Super Bowls again?" <laughs> <laughs> that's brutal all right i i'll say i'll save this because we're gonna do this special i have another i got kicked out of the first super bowl i ever went to i'll tell that story too that was jacksonville i was on the field and they said i couldn't be but i'll i'll tell you about more but i want to i want to wrap this this show up with um a little bit about the the kobe bryant stuff um i it was weird to me i actually sent out a tweet and john and i were going back and forth about this this is the tweet that i sent out and it, because a little piece of me wanted to be like, hey, this is a moment where I could actually share a thought I'm having on social media right. that's relevant. And what I won't do is pander. What I don't want to do is say, Kobe, I miss you. Put a picture up of Kobe, who I'd never met. I'd never, I never really, I heard some good, some bad, some terrible things about him. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff there. I believe that once he had kids, he changed a lot. Sure. Um, but this is, I just wrote from truth. And a lot of people. That could have happened at Holmberg, by the way. If, had <laughs> if I had kids. Yeah. No, yeah no, but... Never. So I, I wrote Of course, this. if it did happen, you know, I would have had the child. <laughs> <laughs> and that child would have grown up to be on the $2 bill. <laughs> of course. And the 50. And the three and the four. It'd have been on a lot of bills. 
So this is what I wrote. I didn't know Kobe Bryant. I never met him, yet I'm somehow affected by hearing about his sudden tragic death. I can't explain it other than thinking that this makes us all realize our own and everyone else's mortality truly a shock. Yep. And it blew up out of the gates really. I mean, some Ron Rivera liked it, retweeted some, yeah. some people. But I saw people putting just tweets out there that were like, I didn't even like basketball, but let me just say how much I miss Kobe yeah. Bryant already. I'm like... You're just looking for likes. This is completely and utterly gross. I get disgusted. Who's What's that? somebody playing? Yeah, somebody playing a little country music. I get, I get. Uh, I was watching. I have the the uh, Los Angeles uh, television feeds through my Directv because I've had Directv so long. They let me have New York. Really? I still. So I turned to see how they were handling it, and they went to the crash site basically, and people gathered, and there was a dude in a Kobe Bryant robe. And a Kobe Bryant jersey, and they're like, sir, sir, tell us. And another guy was crying, how do you feel? Which is the dumbest question ever. And then somebody went on and said, man, uh, it crushes me because Kobe meant so much to us, all of us just like him, who came from nothing, who had nothing as children. I'm Ugh. like, you don't even know what you're talking. Kobe yeah. Bryant's dad was an NBA player. He grew up in Italy. He, yeah. was, he, he was fairly... You know, I, not not. I don't know if he was rich, but he was well off. Yeah. He did okay, and uh, mm -hmm. fluent in Italian. This kid was. I mean, Kobe was never a guy that never had anything. He was, he was hanging out. The yeah. He was hanging out in the locker room with Dr. J. Yeah. World be free. And his Darryl dad was Dawkins. Jelly Bean Bryant. His dad right. played basketball with the, the really great Sixers teams of the yeah. late seventies, early eighties. And yeah. I started to. Well, it was probably early eighties by the time he got there. But I'm watching like nobody really knows what they're talking no, about they just and, and that was kind of my thing when i text you i'm like i'm reading tweets i'm seeing this on tv and nobody has the capability really of mourning properly because social media makes it about you yes and that to me and even that my tweet had a little and it had a little bit to be with yeah. me and it felt made me feel a little sick but at the same time I'm like i'm actually sharing an emotion that i have right and there's and nothing I, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that but it does turn into for me why why can't a piece you of me did it for business. Have that. I would never. I wouldn't write that if yeah. I didn't have. I would never put in it in a out weird there. way. Doesn't that make it stranger? That you're doing I, it for business. Absolutely. Yeah. It's it's and I'm not saying it, you're I, unique in this. It's everybody. I just felt that if I didn't do it, it's a missed opportunity of all the missed opportunities I've had. Like at the Super Bowl this weekend, I'm going to be constantly trying to take pictures with people more famous than me, right. And tag them, just yeah. for business because it helps you. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with it. But I, that's I, there's really a what piece it is. of it because I don't like it. Well, I don't like it, but I have to. But there's a certain aspect that you sit back and go, "That's just how things are now," yes. and that does make, like when we talked about last week about, "Hey, we got to do these impressions in stupid situations yeah. that we would never do, uh, that seem like super hack because that's just what makes yeah. it work." And I want the podcast to do well. I want, but the social media is what fuels the yeah. podcast. It's the new way of. And doing if you that. don't. Everything, everybody comes to me with all these things for TikTok. Just copy what everybody else is doing. I'm like, that's the opposite of yeah. what art is supposed to be. But it's it, not art. Yes. It's business. It makes me wonder, have we always been this self-serving in tragedy? Uh, and I think we were. My ex-wife was in the World Trade Centers. She made it out. But I remember that day, and this was before social media and all that. That day, the local news was at my house. I think I've told you guys this. Uh, like trying to get the local angle. I'm like, what local angle? This is an international story. You don't need to know right. what fart joke guy is thinking in his house because someone I care about is in this building. 
It didn't make any sense to me. And I think we've always been that way. I think the, the spotlight now shines. I think the media has always oh, been that the, way. And we're just all part of our own little media. Fact. World. And now we are part of the media. Right. Just, we want to complain about everybody's, it. Because everybody's social, social media. media is their own mini broadcast yeah. of if it bleeds, it leads. Yeah. But uh, Joey made a great point, my son. He said, Dan, I don't remember a time where everything on the internet is all about the same person. Everything. Yeah. And I said, you're right and you're wrong here. Because people who don't follow sports, people who don't follow, and then we, he, we also made this realization between the two of us. It was, he's not, he wasn't just sports. He was um, apparel, especially with shoes, video games because of NBA 2K. Yeah. He was parts of so many different uh, platforms and media that so many people and so many generations know him. He's like, Dad, has there ever been a superstar that's gone across so many generations that affects this current generation as well? I'm like, I don't think so. He goes, Will Chamberlain? I go, younger people didn't know Will yeah. Chamberlain. I said, and he goes, Jordan. Said it wasn't, what was that? Jordan probably. Yeah, but Jordan's still alive. I mean, yeah. that passed away. Somebody oh, that, died. that passed yeah. away. He's no. like, no superstar that has ever been known that well and yeah. marketed that much has died. And I was like, I can't think of one either. Maybe a, a president or not recently. It's a good point. No. Like Michael Jackson probably had the majority of And that was a, that was probably your one. That's a great one, uh, unfortunately. But it was or, <laughs> yeah, It's great that that happened. <laughs> but that's that's exactly yeah but that i don't think was in his well you know, but, no, no, no i mean i'm just as, as far as like uh, covering as much of every generation as you can well, yeah it's hard to find a, a person in any generation well, i don't know who michael jackson was when he died they might not have been familiar with him or been like touched by his, his work but you knew who he was right here you know, here's one that here was one that was really similar it just shows the difference in their uh, media and things like that in 1969, Rocky Marciano died in a plane crash. He was one of the three or four most famous people that was an athlete of about a 30-year period. He was the undefeated heavyweight champion of the world in the 40s and the 50s. Yep. A white guy, let's be truthful, in the 40s and 50s that was undefeated, was a heavyweight champion, was the number one figure in sports at that time. So 1969 happens. He gets he dies in a plane crash one mile from where I grew up, one mile in a cornfield in Newton, Iowa, where Maytag washers and dryers are built. So I barely heard anything about that story. One day I was probably like eight, and I'm watching boxing. Like some, my grandfather loved boxing, and I'm like, "Who's that?" I'm like, "Rocky." He's Rocky Marciano. I'm like, oh, "I think I read a little." Uh, sports thing where he was like one of the top 10 athletes of the 20th century at that time. And because I, I, I was a little nerdy kid and he's like, yeah, he died like a mile away. And I felt once again, like, oh yeah, I'm sure Bob Newhart and uh, Sinbad were here. I felt the same way. Like, what do you mean? He died a mile away. It wasn't like a big deal. There was no sign there. There was wow. nothing. It was just like, Hey, that sucked. Yeah. That sucked. And it's very similar. He was 46 years old. He was the most famous athlete of his time. But he wasn't on shoes. He wasn't on T-shirts. Yeah. He wasn't doing – he probably did Paul Mall cigarette ads or something <laughs> yeah. like well, that. Well, people forget, know? too, in the 40s and 50s, the two most popular sports in the United States were horse racing and boxing. 
Worst rating boxer of the Italians. Because of, of you guys. My guys. But it was. I mean, he was uh, internet. I mean, you know who may be? Tiger Woods. I know he's still alive. But, I mean, one of those people that you try to think of, like, who would have this impact on general. Oh, Tiger Woods would have it. From, from yeah. five to, to, this to is 80. Similar Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali, too. Um, but, he, but he died mm-hmm. of old age. It's, it is it is different right. when somebody's was, taken early. Yeah, it was uh, Princess Diana, and yeah. that was before yeah um social, social media, media and all that yeah it's it's a strange it's a strange way we handle that stuff and and just reading all and then i went on yahoo or whatever the news thing was and two comments in i wish it was the kardashians why couldn't trump get a helicopter that goes down and i'm like wow we don't know yeah. how to do this and then the next person said uh oh, look at the left showing their true colors they don't know how to do anything and there's like you trumpists and i'm like wow we have no clue yeah. how to interact they, and they at could all turn it back into a fight between two people that has nothing nothing to do with what happened and it, it is a true tragedy i wanted to ask you guys this what do you, what do you think like the way the media handles this uh if kobe bryant had his troubles with what happened in colorado today or within oh. the last me too era kind of stuff yeah and this were to have occurred i i don't know that he's not in cancel culture uh yeah. you know because if harvey weinstein's plane goes down they're, they're going to dance in the streets they're not going to go back and go, look at all the great movies he provided. Look at all the produ- – it is a weird kind of flip switch that we did. Well, that happened before we were all angry about this stuff. Yeah. You know? And and it's definitely – Well, I saw some of that. There was a little they, bit of that. They brought and that it could, up, but they danced around Let's it. see what happens in yeah. the next couple of days because it's like anything. You build yeah. people up, and then you knock them down. Yeah. This is one other quick little thing I wanted to uh, – that I talked to Joey about. I said, here's the other thing. Kobe Bryant, yes, affected a lot of people. And but also realize that all the feeds, all your social media, you have algorithms that are programmed to you directly. Yes. You have the sports feeds. You have the shoe feeds. If you have people who are not um, in don't care that much about all this stuff and aren't constantly searching those things like they just like music. Yeah. They see the mention, but it's not taking yeah. up their entire timeline. Most college girls don't have a ton of Kobe news on their feed right now. And I think... They got the story, and that's about it. Right. Yeah. So that's, there's a, so much is programmed directly to people. Yeah. Other pe- It's on the news, and it's, it's on the national news stuff, and it'll be a, a blip on a lot of the no- local news things. But realize that... In your own social media, it'll be there, but it might not. You might not be inundated by it the yeah. same way he is because he's in, and that's his yeah. his own personal. I, I only I only start losing it when it gets so big that you can almost feel that the news channels and organizations are high fiving over what the oh, next things are at the Pro Bowl. I don't know if you saw this at the Pro Bowl. They I don't think they allow high fiving. It's too <laughs> that's true. It's too hard. <laughs> they did a shot of uh, they did a shot of a guy in the crowd by himself. Hold on, before wearing, you get to it, you yeah. know you know what they you know what they high they do they don't high five. They high five. <laughs> oh no! They uh, they did a shot of a guy in a Kobe Bryant jersey standing alone watching the game from a concourse level, and they did a they panned behind him as if he didn't know they were there and went back down to the field. And I'm like, that's so yeah. ridiculously set up. The news broke when this game started. If, unless that guy ran home to get a Kobe jersey well, or he, just okay, happened. He they could still have been, found He him. could have been wearing it, but they found yeah, the they guy found there. Him, they placed, placed him, him, put the camera behind him. It was overlooking and the field. And said, don't look at the camera. Because he was looking straight ahead as they panned behind and, him. Yeah, and that's when do people oh, not look at the camera right. when it's Fans, on them. It's gross. It it's, was gross. Hey, look at me. Which made me think he's with the staff. 
They got a jersey and sat him down and said, "This is look, this is what this is all about." And I don't know if you watched the golf when Tiger Woods got off the 18th green. His caddy told him because they kept all the information from him through his through his run today. And I'm watching 18, and Jim Nance brings up they probably haven't said anything. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how. And you see his caddy because they're not allowed to talk to him, but the camera's right behind him, and his caddy goes, "I need to tell you something. They're going to ask you about this." And whisper something, and Tiger goes, "Excuse me." And he goes, you're going to get asked about it. And he's just Hey, like, Tiger's had a caddy say that a lot of times. Oh, yeah. That wasn't the news yeah, Tiger than t- usual for him. <laughs> Tiger hates walking uh, off 18 and have the caddy going, something's yeah. come up. What, wouldn't you say? <laughs> Might cost you sponsorship. This is gonna, you're going to lose yeah. Tag Hewer again. Now, I, I was talking to my Hoyer. wife about it. Hoyer. And Hoyer. Kobe would be, I would say, the most popular athlete in the history of Los Angeles. Because his whole time there, they didn't have a football team. The Dodgers weren't great. Yeah. And the Lakers are by far the most popular sport in that city. And there was a little stretch where he had to share it with Shaq. But, I mean, he had a 20-year run where, I mean, he was, you know, as close to Jesus as you could be. Kind of like Michael Jordan in Chicago. but. Michael Jordan had the Bears to compete with yeah. and some other and things. And the Cubs, the even terrible, were still the marquee yeah. team. I and mean, Harry Carey. Yeah. Who, I mean, yeah. this city yeah. is the second biggest city in, in America. It'd be, I'd be curious to think if you could think of one athlete who owned a city more in regards to level of play and level of attention. Yeah. That, that he got. So I can see people in Los Angeles losing I can think of one former athlete. To your point, uh, he... Was that Rocky Marciano? Yeah, he, he, makes, that he, he makes everybody in L.A. argue that he's the greatest of all time. Right. I don't even think he he's wasn't. the best Laker of all time. And, I mean, no. if you ever... I, I think Magic's got that a lot. And, and then A.C. Green. You start, well, A.C. Well, Green is the best man that the Lakers have ever had. I've met AC. Kareem's the all-time leading scorer. Kareem, yeah. Kareem. Jerry West is the logo. Yeah, he's so, the logo of the NBA. You know, so he's magic. Even, he's yeah. not, and even Shaq, to a certain degree, if he hadn't been on 40 different teams, would be one of the greatest Lakers ever in the argument. But Kobe, do you see, I sent you the stat. LeBron passed him. Uh, that was, you know, yeah. Oh for oh for three thousand nineteen. If LeBron goes oh for three thousand nineteen, he'll still have a better shooting percentage than Kobe Bryant. League was different. Don't, don't you it think? Was, just an argument because we got to wrap it up. <laughs> All right. Well, you just I made feel like it worse. <laughs> you made the argument longer. No, Frank. But that's to, so to argue he's the best goes to your argument that he had a noose around people. It's a cliffhanger for the next. To basically, we'll be right back. You can save fifteen percent or more if you switch to Geico. But the uh, uh, yeah, like you he, can hear the other fifty percent of this argument. His fans uh, will argue that he's the best of all time just because he had them. You're right; he had a star power that was greater than yeah, anybody it was, it, it, by far. And I would just also speak to Frank. You said okay, and I liked what you wrote. Um, I felt like I couldn't write anything. It just didn't serve me a purpose because I was never a fan of his. Me neither. I never felt any warmth from him. Uh, I uh, I was amazed, you know, bedazzled by his amazing talent when I would watch him play. I enjoyed that part, but I was never a fan. So what am I going to say? The only thing I could feel a connection to was I would see these photos and I'd look at his 13-year-old daughter and I'm like, that hurt me. That would be, I, I mean, like, I'm sad, that, I'm sad that Kobe is gone, but I'm thinking – 
here's a 13 year old girl who, you know, lovely girl. And I have an 11 year old daughter and a 16 year old daughter. And so I feel that connection because of those are the two people I love most um, in the world. And so when I see that, I didn't feel anything towards Kobe. I don't want him dead. Yeah. You know, I didn't say that, but I just feel like a lot of people are forcing things. Oh, okay. Oh, everybody's, hey, well, we don't know how to, we don't know how to handle anything like that. And proven right, the, the last thing though, TMZ broke the news to people before they confirmed to family that it was COVID. Yeah. And if you get an alert on your phone that says your dad's dead, I mean, TMZ has to have some responsibility. Media has to have some responsibility. And it was so quick to rush out. We think we know before it's confirmed, and they did it before uh, the family was notified, they did it before any of that, is brutal. And then I see all these, but that's when I get grossed out. I see all these people on the internet sharing the TMZ story three hours later like they're breaking news. And I'm like, just, yeah. I, I wonder why we can't internalize I, you know, death. Why I do we do have to say stuff? You know, oh, Is that what you, you did send me that? No. no, it's just weird. Everybody wants to be the messenger. Yeah. Anyway. All right, well, that's exactly where I thought we would get and yeah. why we didn't do it all up top. Well, it doesn't have to yeah, be hard. It can John, be what do we get wrong today? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you did get something wrong. What, what did we get Holmberg? wrong? Holmberg said that the uh, video or the uh, sketch, the Saturday Night Live sketch, was with Chevy Chase and Garrett Morris when it was with Richard Pryor. Oh, Richard Pryor. Yeah. Right. I did say that. You're and, right. Uh, that you know, if we're going to play that game, I didn't. You know, I waited. Well played. I, yeah. You know what? I just said that because that was part of the cast. Mm-hmm. I didn't even think it was Richard Pryor and Chevy Chase. All right. That's I think what made you, it good. I think you just called me a bigot. Anything to add, Slay? <laughs> no, just didn't get anything else wrong. Holmberg's uh, <laughs> <laughs> a bigot. True broadcasting. Yeah. That's it. All right. Still, still excited for the Super Bowl? <laughs> Very excited. Very excited. Listen to that. Hey, sad, I, about, I, sad about the news, happy about the Super Bowl. Like somebody hit him with a cattle prod. My my podcast is back up, my, my okay. other one, and it's on baseball cards this week. Oh, and the, cool. the up the, 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 the rise and fall of baseball cards, it's pretty interesting, and there is an well, amazing- Well, I only want to listen to stuff that's very- Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, this is this super. And uh, what's really fun is the guy that does it with me uh, was is a sportscaster. He's filling in this week, and he tells the greatest story ever about the NFL Combine. Thursday, Daryl Hammond. Name, name of the name name of your podcast. This might work. This might this work. might work. Jose Mesa didn't have anything today. Busy flipping cameras. Uh-huh. We got a logo uh, that you're working on. Going to be out soon. Fantastic job. Uh, Jose Mesa creator. Yes. Under, Jose Mesa underscore creator. Mesa. Mesa with a Z. You say Mesa. M E Z A. It's better than what you say. Mesa. And also. Nakin. Super Bowl special this Saturday. It'll be out. And we love you. I love you. I love you. Finger touch. Oops.